Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we talk last-minute dynasty stashes, and congratulations, we made it. Football is back. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? Hey, Mike. You said that football is back. And some people might be listening to this on Wednesday morning, and they're like, football's not back yet. It's tomorrow night. <laughs> well, guess what? College football's back, and it was awesome. Mm, yes. Guess who's relevant? Duke. Let's see if they can keep it up. Colorado. Oh, Colorado is mm-hmm. relevant AF. And if you want to hear more college <laughs> football talk, patreon.com forward slash dynasty where you could also find Chev and Nooney. Chev, no more preseason hype. It's time. Let's set some lineups, dude. Football is finally back, but X really screwed me. Twitter never missed a message for me, but I missed the show sheet messages today. You know, Twitter would never. I thought there was a time change, boys. I thought I, I fluffed it again. I thought that was one of those moments again, but I was right. X was wrong, baby. Let's get back to it. Doing a podcast with Chevin makes me realize time is not real (laughs) because we never know what time it is. (laughs) But what we do know is who to stash and why. So listen, you are at the point where you're going to have to, in certain cases, lock your taxi. And this is really important. You're going to be be able to elevate. You're not going to be able to bring guys back down. So this is really, really important. So today we're going to be talking about some players that are taxi eligible. They're going to be rookies or in certain cases, sophomores. Um, I don't know how you guys are. I like to have a little bit of flexibility on taxi squads that I set up. When I set up a league, I don't want it to be just one year, at least two. I know some have done more. I've seen up to like four years, which I think is a bit much. At that point, you should know whether someone should be able to stick around in your roster or it's time to just Bryson Hopkins them out of there. I don't know. It's like I should not everywhere. <laughs> Old habits die hard, don't they? <laughs> so let's talk about some players we want to get on a roster before they see regular game action, why we're stashing them, what some long-term expectations are, and most importantly in fantasy football, what's the cost? So let's kick it off. Nate, let's start with you. Let's do it. So – I went and looked at some wide receivers and there's a lot of guys out there that we can stash and we can put away for another year, but in shallower leagues, which we do play and we don't all play in 40 man roster leagues all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in the shallower leagues, you actually have some talent on your taxi. And one guy that I'm taxing on those leagues is Jonathan Mingo. Um, You know, he was a second round pick in most of our rookie drafts, but now He's been overcome by Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims. The other guys have kind of passed him up because they got in the preseason hype. Jonathan Mingo hasn't had quite as much hype, but the numbers are there. All right. Jonathan Mingo, number one, he was the first wide receiver drafted in the second round. That's important to me. He was the 39th overall pick, so he's not quite a first rounder, but he's the first wide receiver drafted in the second round this year. Let's look at some of the wide receivers first drafted in the second round in history okay so 2022 christian watson that turned out all right so far uh 2021 elijah moore if it wasn't for some weird doghouse stuff i think that one probably would have worked out as well um and he still might 2020 you know t higgins was the 33rd pick uh michael pickman right after him 34 just saying 
And then 2019, Debo Samuel at 36. So, you know, that's a pretty good hit rate being the first wide receiver taken in the second round. And Jonathan Mingo is a pretty good prospect profile. You know, being six foot two, 225 pounds, runs a 4'4", 40-yard dash. He's going to see lots of opportunity. Uh, this preseason, he ran a route on 29 of 31 of Bryce Young's dropbacks. He's going to have opportunity this year. He is a starter for that team in three wide receiver sets. I don't think he's going to be super productive because Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are there. They are veterans. It's going to take a little bit of time before Mingo really steps into a, a more full-time role, but he's going to be out there running around, getting opportunity. He's still going to be able to put up some numbers, but he's not a guy you're going to be able to rely on right away. So I like to put him on the taxi squad. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be in my starting lineup if I'm a competitive team this year, but gives me that versatility. A guy can stash away and DJ Chark's on a one-year deal. I believe Adam Thielen's there a little bit longer, but Jonathan Mingo, could grow with Bryce Young and be one of his top receivers moving forward. I like that with a top young quarterback like Bryce Young. I want something like that. You know, there's a lot of comps to A.J. Brown with uh, Jonathan Mingo coming out. Um, maybe Bryce Young and and him are a little Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf uh, version two, you know, something like that. You know, just throwing comps around. I don't know if we're going to get there anytime soon. <laughs> but I still like Jonathan Mingo, what he brings to the table, just kind of as that upside. And right now you can get him, you know, talking about Elijah Moore, maybe swap Elijah Moore for uh, Jonathan Mingo, who I think has more upside than Moore. Isaiah Pacheco, if you're not a competitive team, James Conner, move them to a competitive team. Um, get Mingo, you probably can get something on top of it, like a third, um, you know, someone who wants that running back production. Jalen Warren, maybe the Najee Harris owner has Jonathan Mingo on their team. Go throw him Jalen Warren. Um, or a 20, 25 second. I think you can get Jonathan Mingo right now for a 20, 25 second. You got time to go get that pick back. Uh, Mike says it all the time, right? Um, also, a couple other wide receivers right below him. Might need to uh, you know, have a throw-in trade. Romeo Dubs, Jalen Hyatt, Rashi Rice. I do not have nearly as much confidence in those three guys as I do Jonathan Mingo because he's already earned that starting position. That gives me some hope that he already has a low, I mean, a, a decent floor for us to look mm-hmm. at. The only thing I will say is you might be able to get some plus assets if you're moving Rasheed Rice because he gets that Kansas City offensive bump, like every player that goes there, Buffalo, now Philadelphia. So I like this. I think it's a good stash. I don't think he's going to be super reliable this year. I agree with you there. I mean, look, DJ Chark, I don't want to say he's a good NFL wide receiver. He had a good year where he like barely broke a 1,000 yards. We've seen what Adam Thielen could do. Hayden Hurst is there. Miles Sanders is there. They said they want to throw him the ball more. I love this. I think he's a great stash. Chev, what do you think? Yeah, I like him a lot, too. I think he's just a bigger athletic wide receiver that can make plays down the field, and he's good with the ball in his hands as well after the catch. So I really like that. I really like that Bryce Young is his quarterback as well. I think Bryce makes really great decisions. He's a smart player. He's going to put the ball where he needs to, and he can move around in the pocket and be a little bit of a Russell Wilson light player as well. So I like the I like the little comp there. We'll see if they get there. I don't know if they'll make it, but – I can see the 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 dollar menu route there. I exactly. Like I like that. There you go. Or dollar general, whatever, whatever Either Mike way. calls it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. There's nothing that's a dollar on the dollar menu. I can tell you that. Right <laughs> um, Chev, what is your stash? Yeah, and this is a guy that was completely forgotten about. A guy who was a top five running back in last year's class until some some things happened behind the scenes, some injury related stuff. And that's Sean Tucker, who's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. He has moved up the depth chart like crazy, going from undrafted to the bottom of the depth chart to now the number two running back in on that team. 
I really am looking forward to see what he can do in the NFL. I'm praying that he can just continue to stay healthy and continue to just keep getting better and better. But all the news has been really good about him. I love that he is just in an offense that really needs a, a running back too as well. You know, we have Rashad White there who should have a decent year, but I think a backup to Rashad White has some potential to have some fantasy points this upcoming year. More likely you're going to have Sean Tucker on your taxi squad, but I love that they have used multiple backs in the past, and this is a guy that can get on the field. He can play both sides. He can play with the pass, on the run. I love everything that Sean Tucker brings to the table. Like I said, he is just he has just grown from when the draft happened to now. We Some people suspected he wasn't going to play ever again. Some were saying, will he even be on a team? Sean Tucker has defied all odds and is now the running back two for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I think is a good spot to be in mm-hmm. in fantasy football. So, And he's just cheap as could be. A trade, Michael Carter and $10 fab. Mike might have <laughs> sent this trade, actually, for Sean Tucker. Um, sending away his man, Michael Carter and 10 fab. A fifth-round pick. And just he's been a throw-in in just so many deals. Just a random player that you can just – get in trades. I love the potential that he has. Like I said, he can play in the pass. He can play in the run. I think he's going to see more run than pass with Rashad White there. Rashad White has shown that he's a great pass catcher. So if anything, we'll see Sean Tucker, I believe, in the early downs, if anything, at this point. But he's a guy that I'm looking to stash. He's super cheap and a guy that could pop off this upcoming year if White misses any time. I like this, especially, you know, so Sean Tucker's ADP currently is going at running back 14. I mean, he's going behind guys like Eric Gray, Deuce Vaughn, who I think Sean Tucker could probably be more productive than both of those guys this year. He's actually going one spot ahead of Evan Hall, too, and uh, the always steady Dwayne McBride. So I like this. It's good. Um, I mean, I think at some point, if your taxi doesn't lock, you're probably pulling him up off your taxi. But I think he's a great stash. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I I love Sean Tucker. I have him stashed across all of my leagues. Um, I was a huge fan of him coming out of college uh, before all the, uh, you know, issues. Uh, Not really issues, though. But, um, yeah, I love Sean Tucker. So I got him everywhere. I I like him as a stash. I think you are going to probably be pulling him up. Um, You know, I don't think that the RB2 position for the Bucs is going to be extremely valuable in fantasy football anytime soon. But – you know, with the running back position and how sparse it is at times, I think Sean Tucker is probably going to make it into your lineup at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Also, you might need to trade like a third round pick for him now after that depth chart came out. Yeah, it's true. But I will say this. We've seen it time and time again where you've stashed guys on your taxi squad and then the bottom end of your roster, guys have gotten hurt. And they're guys that you're like, OK, I'm fine if I just dump this guy where guys have underperformed. So you've pulled people up, but I still think he's like a good early season stash and you got to clear these guys out to get under your roster limits anyway. So I like this one here. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take a moment and we're going to hear from one of our newer sponsors, Rotowire. We've partnered with Rotowire to help you meet all of your fantasy football needs this season. DFS players, 
Listen up. The new and improved NFL DFS lineup optimizer tool offers about 30 different customization options to help you build winning lineups at a fraction of the cost of most other optimizers. And for a limited time, you could check out the optimizer and everything else RotoWire has to offer for free by signing up at rotowire.com forward slash rewind. Week one slates are live now, so sign up today. And as a matter of fact, you could have signed up so quickly in the amount of time it took me to read this. Do it now. All right, welcome back, everybody. And today we are, I'm sorry, today. Now it is my turn, and I'm going to be talking to you guys about my stash, and that's Keishon Boutte for the New England Patriots. He's a former five-star recruit. Him and Zach Evans, both major, major followers in the draft. Skill sets there. We've seen what he could do in college. We know what he could do. I know that his want, his desire has been questioned in the lead up to the draft, also with some stuff. But uh, he now has a chance. He's got some a chance to make some noise on the New England Patriots depth chart. I mean, we got Devonta Parker there. Juju Smith-Schuster with his potential exploding knee. You got Kendrick Bourne. There's no other notable wide receivers there that I think are good. I know... I'm hearing like Demario Douglas breakout season. I buy that as much as a Kadarius Tony breakout season, to be perfectly honest with you. He's only 21. He's the youngest wide receiver in the draft. If you look at the age, there's other guys that are 21, but it's like 21.3 or 21 and three months, four months. He's like just turned 21. He's young. Some guys need more time to develop. So let's look at his startup ADPs. Wide receiver 83. Okay, his rookie ADP is wide receiver 12. And I keep trade cut, he's wide receiver 87. So, you know, I like to use DLF's trade analyzer to see what these guys put a numerical value to their to the player. 8.9 in a 12-team Superflex League. That's not even a pick. <laughs> it's like a 2025 fifth-round pick. That's it's a fab. fab yeah. that, that, yes, weaponize your fab. <laughs> he's essentially a throw-in. He, he's... Let's look at some players who his value is close to. Deuce Vaughn, Isaiah Hodgins, Curtis Samuel, Irv Smith Jr., Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So you can see his value is really, really low. Um, I think he's a good stash. He made the squad. Well, I mean, you probably know I'm not a big Keishon Boutte fan. And I haven't been for about two and a half years now. So mm-hmm. I'm not swayed now. I'm not swayed by being like, oh, well, he made the team after he was a supposed first rounder last year. Um, yeah, that's – sorry. Like, I mean, I'm glad you made the team, bro. But uh, <laughs> you got he's going to have to prove it to me before I believe in, in Boutte. And so Nate's out on that stash. Chev, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really in on it either. But if you have him as a stash, that's totally fine. I get it. There's a Somebody's got to play wide receiver in New England. Somebody's got to step up at some point. My problem is New England just has not had a good track record with wide receivers up to this point. There's a lot of guys that they've drafted that just haven't panned out. Now, they don't draft high wide receivers. Like It's just not their thing. They don't get them early in the draft. They wait a little bit, but – the success rate for those wide receivers just have not been good on their team, which worries me a little bit. You know, we've seen talent. I think we've talked about it enough where we've seen maybe it's not all put together for him quite yet. So I'm fine with stashing him, but I have little expectations at this point. Like Nate said, I want to see it. And I mean, there's potential. 
there is, he, somebody's got to get yards there, especially if Juju's knee blows up. I get what you guys are saying where you want to see it, but a lot of the times that's the reason you're stashing a guy because you haven't yep. seen it. And, you know, depending on how deep your draft is, if it's only three rounds, we've seen that. Some of the uh, roster views I've doing, they only have three-round drafts. He could have been a UDFA. I took him in a bunch of spots, late fourth, early fifth round. I'm definitely fine throwing a dart on a guy like this, throwing him on my taxi squad and seeing what happens. And you know what? I'm okay with burning fourth and fifth round picks for potential. I don't want to say breakouts, but a guy who could be a contributor at some point. This is a guy that I think could be a flex starter at some point or a possible injury by week fill in. So, you know, if, if you're spending so little to get a guy with some good upside, because we've seen what he could do in college, I'm definitely okay with that. That's so. what you should be doing in the fourth and fifth round, though. You should be taking those picks where yeah. this player's value could go up. And if he blows up, that's okay. You you try to find that upside. That way you can either sell or just reap the benefits that you've gotten from that player. So, I, I like I said, I don't mind it. I don't. Okay, great. So, Chev knows what's up. Nate, not so much. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm in love with it, but I'm saying so I Nate, understand it. Back. All right, so Nate, it's back. It's the scrub bet of the week. It is. It's here. And no one asked for it, but it's back. <laughs> oh, maybe. I've been looking forward to this moment for eight months. That's Me right. Too. And well, actually, I got to – first of all, there, Mike. I forgot something. No, I forgot something. When you're stashing a player in Dynasty, what do you look for? I'm sorry. It wasn't highlighted enough, apparently, for me on the show sheet in bright yellow. I think I, I pretty much said what I'm looking for in a stash player. Late guy, you know, we haven't seen it yet. Zach Kuntz is another example of a guy. Uh, Davis Allen, generic white name, tight end for the Los Angeles Rams. I have a, It should be the St. Louis Rams, whatever. That's what I'm looking for. Guys in late rounds, UDFA, who have some upside. We haven't seen it. That's what I'm looking for. Nate, we'll go to you next, and then we'll go to Chev, and we'll do the underdog scrub pick of the week. There we go. We uh, we got a little trigger happy there. Um, <laughs> but what I look for in a stash, um, I want to find a player with opportunity or path to opportunity, rather, because a lot of times your taxi players don't have immediate opportunity, um, but a path to opportunity, which that is a young running back who comes in like a fourth-round pick, and there's an aging veteran in front of them. Now, there's, not, there's a chance that the team just brings in different free agent next year or drafts a rookie you know, in, the, in day two and they replace that veteran with a, a different running back and that running back you're stashing never gets an opportunity. But a lot of times in our deeper leagues, we're kind of just you know, looking through the waivers, trying to find something that's stash. I'm just looking for that opportunity if it's a year from now. Like Tyler Scott is one. Um, wide receiver mm-hmm. I like to stash in a lot of my leagues because yep. Tyler Scott right now he's the wide receiver four for the Chicago Bears but Darnell Mooney is in his last year of his deal um, Chase Claypool I, I don't know how long he's gonna be around I know he has one year left in his deal as well so with those two guys possibly moving on after this year there's an opportunity for Tyler Scott to move up the depth chart just by existing mm-hmm. um, so looking for those opportunities and then when you combine that kind of opportunity or potential opportunity with the guy that you think does have talent, then that's when you have a really good taxi stash. So that's what I'm always looking for. Chev, how about you? Yeah, I really don't have much to say after that. I mean, you're just trying to find somebody that has quick success, somebody that can get there, somebody that has opportunity at some point you think in a year or so. And you're just looking for a guy that has good value, a, a, a 
attribute that maybe some other players don't have. Somebody that has a lot of speed like Jalen Hyatt. Could he be a boomer bust player? Maybe, but maybe he has a few big games that I can get out from under him and get a better pick than I picked him at. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find guys that could boost their value quickly and move up and trade them or just read the benefits, like I said. But I think we knocked that out of the park there on how to, how to find these guys. And now, Nate, you can knock out the underdog scrub pick of the week. All right. Thank you very much. The scrub bet of the week is back. And before we get to the scrub itself, I have to let everyone know that you got to get on underdog right now yes. because we're talking about the underdog pickups for our scrub bet of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, though I actually, I don't think it should be called a bet technically with uh, underdog. It's a scrub pick'em. It's a pick'em. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you go on the pick'em right now, they have a deal. If you're listening to this before Thursday night, they have a deal where the over/under on total yards from Patrick Mahomes is 0.5. Um, so you want to pick the over on that. You expect them to get at least one yard. Smash the under. the Lions. Um, so I do recommend signing up using, you know, Dynasty Rewind's promo code, which Mike yes. is rewind. Rewind, right? all caps. All caps. Go on there, make yourself some free money real quick, and then mm-hmm. use that free money to do our underdog pick em scrub of the week. And this week, this is a guy that I'm pretty sure has been on the scrub pick em of the week before. <laughs> And it's Josh Reynolds, our our dear friend Josh Reynolds. Oof. He's still kicking around on the Lions offense. And the pick him for him, the higher lower, is 25.5 receiving yards for Josh Reynolds Thursday night against the Chiefs. 25 and a half receiving yards. What we got? I'm going with the over. Going I, with think, the over. I think that offense is going to be throwing the ball around a good amount, trying to play catch up maybe with these Chiefs. So Josh Reynolds, 25 and a half. We're going over, baby. Give me the over for the second best wide receiver on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh, man. You're forgetting about Marvin Jones. Khalif Raymond? I said what or, I said. Come on. I said Raymond. what I said. Give me wow. the over. I'll take the over. I agree with Shab. I think they're going to be throwing it a lot. They're going to have to. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to get some action, too, pretty early. He's yeah. at 3.5 catches. So I would almost say he's going to hit the over as well. Yeah. Yo, for sure. Nate, what about you? What do you think? I'm going to take the under. And because the Chiefs, Chris Jones is still not playing for the Chiefs. Sure. I don't think their defensive line looks very good. I think David Montgomery is going to run all over the Chiefs, going to make it so that they don't have to throw the ball a ton. They're going to pepper, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think Marvin Jones is the number two target there at the wide receiver. So it's like the under here, rooting against Josh Reynolds. Pork man would be proud. <laughs> There's a possibility too that Sam Laporta or Jameer Gibbs are the number two target on this team too. I mean, it, it could yeah. be Aminara St. Brown and no other Lions receivers for fantasy this year. For all we know, we'll see how it shakes out pretty early in the season. Um, so appreciate you guys hanging out with us and listening to that. And again, if you want to get in on the Pick'em Fun and Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code Rewind to not only get 100% first deposit match up to $100 to. 300 bucks. You also get a mystery special pick in the lobby. When you sign up as a new user, this mystery mm. pick is always a winner. And then you're one pick away from winning your first pick. And if that gimme pick wasn't enough, the week one special, like Nate said, is picking higher or lower on Patrick Mahomes 0.5 total yards. So join underdog fantasy today using promo code rewind link is in the description guys. Thank you. We'll see you next time. 
All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.